For as long as I can remember, I've always loved getting in the car and going somewhere. I like just going for a regular cruise. I like just going to see new things. Hell, just seeing the sights of the world around us. It's one of those things they have you call Wonderlust. Somebody who wants to go out and see the world. Go off the beaten path and explore it. I didn't get to do it when I was very young, but by the time I was 19, I finally got to take my first trip with a friend. Sure, it was for a job interview, but I got to do it. And road tripping is just as fun as they say. The Chili Peppers got it right, and so many others have talked about it. And that is what we were talking about today. Road tripping with my two good friends. Autoworks.net, Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autoworks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our host site, podbeam.com, and our main website with all the information for this podcast, inclusive of a write-up, pictures, and information about what we are talking about today in this podcast on autolux.net. And while there, you can find links to corporate websites from around the world and see some of the cars from around the world on our rated page to see who looks better than the rest. So today we're taking a look at the one thing that is slowly dissolving from the world around us. People just don't do it anymore. And as I've learned by getting into the workforce, a lot of people are not like me. What has happened? What has happened to the great world around us where in the 1920s when people first started getting in the automobile and were able to go wherever they wanted and started making random road trips, whether it be to the beach, to go camping, or just for a cruise around town. Road tripping has been part of the world around us. People have done it for a long time but unfortunately today it's disappearing and why is that and what is it going to do to our economy now road tripping like we said originally started back in the 1920s now by this time the ford model t become you know a little more frequent with people which means the automobile industry was starting to move into the generalization for the everyday man to be able to afford a vehicle and get out there and do whatever they want now somebody like henry ford who had to walk almost 12 miles from outside of detroit into town when he started his job doing that took no time now 12 miles is like nothing in a car so let's see how much further we can go and further and further and that is where the road trip came from and eventually when people were able to get more vehicles and by the 50s when the economy started coming back and people started coming back families and young children started to go explore the world around them in the united states they developed the highway system during the 20s and 30s they put a national highway system together in canada we did the same unfortunately in canada our trans canada highway system wasn't even completed until the 60s because our nation seems to think that unless you live in a major metropolitan area you don't need any services anywhere else unlike the united states who built the infrastructure for people anywhere to go anywhere I've been to so many places in the United States where there's a road to just nowhere. Outside San Francisco, there's a hill on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge that has a road that just goes up to the top. Why? Just so you can get those amazing pictures of the great views you have of San Francisco and the Bay Area. That's it. No other single purpose for this. Living in Canada, completely different mental state. I live in Northern Ontario. There's two major highways. You get Highway 17, Highway 11. That is it. Why? Because that's the only area that people live along. Anywhere else outside of that, that you live in the middle of nowhere, you don't need highways. Because our country didn't see the advent of the automobile and people wanting to road trip. People wanting to go off the beaten path. People wanting to explore the world around them. Wonderlust was a major thing from the 1920s all the way up to the early 90s. The minivan days, everybody seems to think, brought in the second generation of Wonderlust to people around the world. Unfortunately, it didn't. The minivan age just made it easier for you to bring 
bring yourself and other people's kids many different places. And by the early 2000s, less and less people were going on these major vacations where they drove to places. And even today, myself and my family are one of the only people I know of who actually go on trips. I have gone with my family from our hometown almost all the way to the Manitoba border, which is 1,500 kilometers away from where I am. I've gone from here all the way to Quebec City. I've gone to Mackinac. Now, these aren't, you know, a lot of major amazing things. I've gone, I've done Highway 11 from Thunder Bay all the way back to North Bay, and I've done Highway 17 from Kakabaka Falls all the way to the Quebec border. That's only me with my family. My father loved to travel. He traveled when he was younger because his family did that, and he took us on trips. I've been to 32 states and all but two provinces in Canada. And I've seen everything except for one United, one state by automobile. I have been from coast to coast in Canada by automobile. I've left my hometown and seen the east coast of Canada. The Great Bay of Fundy, the longest covered bridge, Cabot Trail, Great Prairies, the Rocky Mountains in both Canada and the U.S., and the B.C. coastline and Vancouver Island. All by way of the automobile. This is because I come from an adventurous, wonderless family who likes to go on road trips. In 2020, when everybody said, you can't travel, you can't go anywhere, nobody's going to do anything, lots of people went out and bought trailers just so they can go to a provincial park not too far away from them. They started getting a little bit out of their shell. Most people that I know of here, inclusive of one of my cousins who is gone now, but him and his wife together earned six figures each. Nearly $200,000 a year came into their house and all they ever did on a vacation was go an hour south of the city, which is actually only about 20 minutes away from their parents' house because they weren't adventurous. They didn't have that wanderlust. They didn't do those random road trips where I will pack my family into a car, drive to Man Manitoulin Island just because. I will leave Hull, Quebec and take the back way up to Mont Tremblant. Why? Because I want to see there. I will leave here to go to Sault Ste. Marie and I will take the back highway north of Elliott Lake through the middle of the bush just so I could see something different. It's road trip. But what separates myself from everyone else? Why do I still have that mentality that was so strong between the 1920s and 1960s? It's because I have that adventure within me. People today say they're adventurous and they say they want to go out and see the world. Most of those people go to the nearest airport and they fly from that airport to another airport and then take tours around that airport's area. Now are you really seeing the world around you? I have flown from Toronto to Calgary and I've driven from Toronto to Calgary. You know what? When you hit the Manitoba border from there to Calgary, except for in some of the rolling hills along the Alberta and Saskatchewan border, most of it is boring. But when you're driving through Northern Ontario, you go along Highway 17, you're driving along the coast of Lake Superior, seeing one of the most magical drives in all of Canada. When you fly over it, you see F all. I had a friend who had to go to Thunder Bay for you know some training for our workplace. And she flew there. And she saw Kakabaka Falls and thought, oh, this is so amazing. A couple years later, I showed her pictures of us driving there and seeing the mountains, driving through the mountains that follow the coastline of Lake Superior. Basically hugging it, sitting on top of a hill, watching a train slither its way along the coast. Being able to walk right up to paintings made by indigenous people hundreds of years ago on the side of rocks. I saw a mountain that looked like an old woman. I walked through swamps to see these incredible waterfalls. I saw all those amazing things and so did my kids. Sure, coming back on Highway 11 isn't as extravagant as Highway 17. It's kind of boring, mostly just trees and a little bit of rock. And then occasionally you hit some dead farmland. But I've seen it. It's because I like the road trip. In 2020, my family went and explored nearly every single area around 
around us. We took regular day trips. We road tripped around. We made small trips. And by doing that, we kept the economy within our area strong. Because I've had to pay for gas. I had to get food. And I needed to use facilities. So, occasionally when I'd find a Tim Hortons, I'd get some food, go to the washroom, and if there's gas nearby, fill up. You know, you drive an hour west of you, and it's like, well, I've already seen all this before. Well, let's take a different route and see what's down there. Let's just take a quick little road trip. I did that once with a friend where him and I just went to Canada's Wonderland and then went to Niagara. We left just so he could see Niagara Falls. Going down the 403 in the QEW is not the most amazing thing in the world. You just see city and cars and random boringness. And then you see the waterfall. And why did we do it? Why did we take that road trip? Because that's what you need to do. You need to see the world around you. The Americas got that concept in the 50s by putting forth the interstate program by the 70s. Every state had an interstate. You were able to travel from coast to coast on a freeway. You were able to do it safely and quickly. Yes, the road trips to the old two-lane highways, as you've seen in the Cars movie, were gone. Going through those small little towns, curving with the hills, was gone. Now you can go from destination to destination. Interstates kind of started bringing down the road tripping effect, because now we can get there just as quick. It's almost like flying. Have you ever gone off the interstate? Have you ever gone off of I-95 and taking the Red Hills Parkway? Have you ever decided to take a back way? Myself, I left the Thousand Island area off the 401. Instead of going to the 416, I decided to take all the back way. So I saw all the lift locks, all these little towns, and wound up finding a town that was having a fair. Seeing these things, these pieces of history, going out and seeing the world around you makes you an adventurous person. And that is something that is slowly being lost by people moving into major cities. Now without car ownership, you don't have that ability to just be able to go, you know, wake up one morning and say, I want to go for a drive somewhere. I've had that ability since I was 17. When my brother moved out and my dad was, you know, at his girlfriend's once on one weekend, uh, my friend and I just went out for a drive. We almost wound up in North Bay once on basically one of those, you know, Harold and Kumar goes to White Castle kind of deals because everything was closed in our town. So we almost wound up in the city over trying to get food in the middle of the night. We used to just drive around, see the sights, do a road trip. We did it for fun. But those little road trips also help your economy. Look, because of it, now there's theme parks. Now there's highway stops. When you travel from Detroit all the way into Florida, when you're going down there in the wintertime, like a lot of people do, a lot of Canadians and people in northern climates in the States, I'll go down to Florida. Even when you travel along the interstates, there's a lot of areas there where it's not just a food vendor on an off-ramp attached to the highway. Like, have you ever been on the 400 or 401 in Canada, like in the province of Ontario, you'll understand what I'm talking about. They, they have these things that are called on-routes, where when you're traveling on a 401, you can hit the on-route just outside of London, Ontario, where all it is is an off-ramp that goes into this giant parking lot with a building that has a whole bunch of different food vendors in it, got a gas station, facilities, convenience store, and then an on-ramp back onto the highway. Sure, you get food and you keep moving. It's great for those people that are just going from point A to point B and that's it. But as I've traveled to Florida a couple times, and I've done it only once by plane. I've been there three times. My dad has driven us down there twice. There are a lot of places along the interstate in the United States where all the food vendors are in small towns right off the interstate. So instead of just you getting off on an off-ramp on the interstate to the food thing and getting back on, you now have to get off, go into these small towns to get your food. So it kind of makes you a little more adventurous. It makes you wonder, well, what else is here? If it's the middle of the night, yeah, it's not the greatest thing, but, but during the day, it's like, well, let's see what's here. I've done that a few times while going from, you know, where I live down to Toronto, where I'll take the old highway or I'll do some of the, I'll stop along the way and you realize how many things you miss. Just pulling off the highway in the French River and walking across a snow machine bridge, which is a suspension bridge on the side of the highway, it just makes you slow down for a minute and realize what's around you. I've made stops along all 
old Highway 17, like old, and walked across bridges that were built in the 1920s. The original highways went around. We took road trips just to go and see these little things, walk across old roads, see old culverts, explore the areas around us. And why do I do that with my family? Because I like to showcase to them that the world is so much more than what's in your backyard. You need to get in the vehicle and make that road trip to see what's around you and what the world has to offer you. If I just left my city, went to the airport and flew everywhere, all I would ever see are airports and hotels. You never experience a city. I went to Peterborough on one of our vacations. We stopped at a restaurant that was on the show You Gotta Eat Here. That's like the Canadian version of Diner Star Vincent Dives. Not a big advertised place unless you're watching something like that. It's off of downtown. Nowhere near the hustle and bustle of all the tourism areas. But we went there to eat there, to experience it. I've made many treks through small towns for no apparent reasons, just to see them. By taking old highways, I've seen many waterfalls, I've seen cliffs, I've seen plant life that doesn't exist for thousands of kilometers away. Tundra plant life in the bottom of a canyon. I've been on fire watchtowers. All because I take these road trips. You'd be surprised at what you could find around you just by hopping in your car and going for a little mini road trip and going outside of your bubble. Don't be people like a lot of people I know, especially let's say like my in-laws or some of my friends who won't go out of select areas. Oh, I go from, you know, let's say I go from Burlington to Niagara Falls, but you do that all the time. You're never exploring anything outside of your general area. Like when I went to Montreal, we crossed over in Ottawa to Hull. Then we took 15 down and then we took, I believe it was 145 or 115 up to Mont Tremblant. Instead of taking the main throughway all the way to Montreal and then another throughway up, I took the back road to see the countryside, to see the world around me. And I have explored more of the province of Ontario that I live in than a lot of people I've known. I've stood in every major center in Northern Ontario and seen nearly every major attraction. All because I've gotten in our vehicle and gone there. I've stood next to polar bears. I got my picture taken with a massive snowman in the middle of summer and seen the sights of the waterfall that doesn't get enough attention. All because I take those road trips. Taking a road trip is not just about wasting time or doing something on an afternoon that you don't know what you want to do. It's about exploring the world around us. And until people start to realize that exploring the world around us that way is so much better than just sitting at home and ordering stuff from Amazon. Think about it. If you stay at home and just order stuff offline, you get your food delivered, you get your fast food delivered, you get clothes delivered, you get everything delivered. Do you ever experience the world around us? It's like, well, I've experienced the world around me. You know, I, uh, I took a flight and went to Melbourne, Australia, and I've seen Shanghai, and I've seen Tokyo, and that's when you, you turn around and you ask people, it's like, you do realize there's a lot more in the world besides what's in a major center. Some of the greatest discoveries you'll ever find are on the side of the road. I have stood at the spot where the last rail was driven in, in the Transcontinental Railway in Canada. I have stood on the last section of pavement that was paved on the Trans-Canada Highway. I have stood at kilometer one in Victoria, BC, and I have swam in the Bay of Fundy, all because I'm not afraid to get in my automobile and go for a road trip. Road trips, like I said, aren't just about wasting time. They're about seeing everything around you. When I first met my wife, I took her for a trip around the city we live in, and she'd never known the beauty of what was around her until I showed it to her, showing her every facet of the area around it, from the roaring waterfalls to the mountainous regions of the far north, to the plains in the center, one of the Great Lakes. We've eaten fish and chips in Clarion, Ontario, along the waterfront. Over an hour 
off the highway in a small tiny little town of nothingness and gone swimming in tiny little potholes by a lighthouse because we are not afraid to drive. This is something that has been gone since the 1980s. With the advent of the minivan and SUVs, road tripping is disappearing today at an alarming rate because everybody believes you could just fly there or go there. Well, unfortunately, it's everything between point A and point B that's more interesting than point A and point B. Toronto is an interesting city, so is Ottawa, but traveling Highway 17 between Ottawa and North Bay, you'll see a lot more interesting scenery and a lot more interesting things than you will in either city. So, put your shoes on, grab a good coat, pack a picnic, and grab your keys. Get your family, get in your car, and go for a road trip. See what's around you. And if last year during the pandemic you didn't do that, you were missing out on so much. Finding a nice little store that you'd never heard about, eating at an amazing restaurant you didn't even know existed three blocks away from you, or walking a small town and realizing that the quiet life might just be better than a condo. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux podcast, please grab your keys, grab your family, grab some stuff, just hop in your car, go for a road trip, go see anything around you, anything that sparks your interest on the side of the highway, even if it's just a lookout, something that says stop here and just take a picture for a minute, do it, and see the world around you. You'll be surprised at how beautiful things can be around you, even if you live in a major city or in the middle of a desert. There's so much beauty around you, as long as you just take that road trip. And that is what road tripping is all about. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment on any of our social feeds or podcast sites for the Autolux podcast. And if you're looking for more information, a little bit of help, or trying to find those corporate sites, or who's got the best design of the year, check out autolux.net. We have it all from big or small corporate websites from around the world on autolux.net. I'm Everett J. Telling you to strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride. This road trip is going to take you on.